0: Okay, let's talk about sex and the history of sex. No blushing. Did you know cornflakes were invented to discourage lustful thoughts? I'm Patty Steele. Good old-fashioned sex. Next on The Backstory.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this
2: summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic We're back with a backstory.
0: Ah, sex. Why have we always been so freaked out about it? Have you always thought that sex in the past was like totally taboo? You didn't talk about it and you didn't do it much. Well, guess what? That wasn't always the case. Some cultures celebrated it like crazy. But for others, it was a big problem. And they dealt with it in crazy ways. In the 1800s, for instance, there was an intense suspicion that sex, self-pleasure, and even sexual thoughts would not only pollute your mind and your morals, but also make you physically sick, maybe even kill you. You didn't think about it, and you didn't do it, except to procreate, at least if you were a decent sort. It wasn't just religious types who discouraged physical enjoyment, a lot of doctors spoke publicly about all the evils caused by indulging in carnal delights. That included John Harvey Kellogg. Recognize that name? He, with his brother Will, invented cornflakes. He was so against masturbation and sex that he always slept in a separate room from his wife, despite having eight children with her. The introduction of cornflakes was based on his belief that really plain-tasting foods cut down on sexual desire. He gave talks and wrote books and articles about all the problems caused by sex, and even opened a spa focused on pure living for health. Kind of hard to argue with him since he lived to be 91 years old, although he probably finally died of boredom. But folks developed implements, a lot more disturbing than cornflakes, to put a stop to the friskiness. They'd go to some pretty cringy lengths to stop those naughty thoughts. In the 1800s, doctors matter-of-factly believed that women had almost no interest in sex, but that those women who did enjoy it needed to be protected from themselves. Sometimes they were even fitted with chastity corsets that prevented them from enjoying themselves on their own or even with a partner. Now, on the other hand, They felt most young guys were absolutely incapable of thinking of anything else, right? And needed to be saved from their own lust. For them, starting at an early age, there were all kinds of gadgets, including the infamous penile pricking ring. When worn, it was meant to inflict a bit of pain, should the poor guy dwell on impure thoughts for too long. There were a number of companies that made these and other devices right up until the 1920s. Other items in this category included implements that would shock a guy when he got excited, and even one that sounded a really disturbing alarm. Wow, talk about awkward. But let's go back even thousands of years to a time when nudity and sex were celebrated. It was considered a gift from the gods. Ancient pagan cultures saw sex as something sacred. That's why you can see drawings and sculpture that looks insanely graphic from Greece, Rome, Egypt, China, Japan, and a lot of other places. Now think about it. Until central heating in the form of fireplaces came along, most people lived, ate, and slept in a communal space. So at bedtime, with a big fire in the middle of the main room that sort of vented through openings in the ceiling, the whole family, and even guests and servants, if you had them, all staked out a spot around the edges of that big main room, and then had at it. I mean, sex was a normal part of life that everybody saw and took for granted from a young age. Now one sidebar here, in almost all cases across most societies, sexual freedom was just for men. Inheritance was the main issue there, That was because there was the realization that if you weren't sure who your kid's real father was, you might leave your worldly goods to the wrong people. So women were supposed to be true to their husbands, and that's where the fidelity stopped. But things changed, believe it or not, with the invention of the chimney. That's when houses began to have an upstairs, with individual fireplaces in private rooms. That simple invention caused a major cultural shift that historians say basically saw the invention of privacy, no more communal living. That behind-closed-doors element made sex look like something to hide, and that led to centuries of censure. So when was the next sea change when it came to our views on sex? wasn't until the craziness of the 1920s, what with the dawn of women's liberation, as well as in-your-face movie romance, that sex became more intriguing and less shameful. And of course, it really flowered in the late 60s and beyond, thanks in part to the birth control pill. So, question is, is sex shameful, or is it a celebration of life? Well, it seems the answer is really just a reflection of whatever time you live in. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know.
1: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury... More details.